Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Social Media Manager Confidential. I hope you're having an amazing week and I'm excited you are taking some time out of your day to listen to this episode. So I got to sit down with Caroline Langdon of Impact Media House and we had an amazing conversation. Caroline is the founder of Impact Media. She's a social media marketing expert who has helped businesses of all sizes grow their reach and engagement on social media. She specializes in innovative and ambitious strategy for socials and email marketing to create meaningful brand connections. So we got to talk about everything that comes with storytelling in content and social media, our favorite book recommendations for marketers, and so much more. So let's go ahead and dive in. Social media management is notorious for being high pressure, competitive, and changing literally every day, which is why it isn't surprising that most social media managers get burned out within the first two years. So how do you keep going? How do you stay up with the latest updates, protect your mental health, and build a successful social media management business that supports your lifestyle goals? Whether that's working from home with your kiddos or jet setting around the world, that's what this show is all about. Welcome to Social Media Manager Confidential. I'm Shantae Gorman, founder of a six-figure social media management agency and mentor to social media managers. And I'm here to dish on the ins and outs of the social media management world without any of the gatekeeping that can come along with it. You'll learn, you'll laugh, and you'll leave each episode inspired. Let's dive into today's episode. everyone. I am here with Caroline Langdon and I am so excited to talk to you. Like we've been following each other on Instagram and just like chatting and stuff. And I always love the content that you share. So first, hi, how are you? Hello, doing great. Doing good. (laughs) Good, good. I'm excited to have you here. So I already know you're going to share a lot of really great tips with everyone. But first, let's talk about what is your current business setup? Yeah. So I am Caroline, founder of Impact Media House. And Impact Media was born kind of over a year ago. So still kind of new exploring the space. But how we're currently set up. First, I was running solo, as a lot of us social media managers do, running the show, but very quickly realized that's not sustainable with the goals that I had to expand and grow. So my first hire was a copywriter. That's something that took me forever, writing captions. Definitely needed to let that piece go. So that was the first piece that I outsourced. And then from there, I got a couple social media managers, a graphic designer, a video editor. Now we have Pinterest specialists on the team. We have SEO experts on the team. So we have expanded to there's 12 people on the team, whether this is white labeled or in-house. So everyone kind of works in their zone of genius, but for every client that we have, we have collaboration. So there may be the account manager working with the copywriter and the graphic designer, et cetera. But I would consider myself lead strategist. So I definitely have my hands in everything, but the team does a really good job at, you know, playing their role, collaborating well with others. So it makes my job easier, but that's kind of our team setup right now. I I love that. And I think... A lot of people like hear that and they're like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. But like, it takes time to build up to that and like trial and error and like interviewing people and maybe hiring the wrong fit and then finding the right fit. And like, there's a lot that goes into it. Definitely. Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah. And I would say the most important part, I feel like lesson along the way was the training piece. Sometimes you hire someone who said, you know, they're a graphic designer, they're good to go, but they need to know your systems, the way you like things, whether or not they're, you know, just incredible. So that piece, I think, surprised me for future social media managers who are wanting to go down the same path. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And same, same thing here. And like, it takes time to like train the person the way that you want things to work or what's important to you or important to your clients. And like, there's an element of, you know, you're going to have to have your hands in it more or longer than you would think. Right. Right. Before you can pass it off. So (laughs) that's, that's the reality of it. Okay. So how did you get started? I know you kind of touched on it, but like, how did you get started? Yeah. So I was working on my master's for speech pathology. That's what I went to school for. I was living in Utah at the time and just needed a side hustle. So I started nannying, good old care.com, started nannying for a family. And the mom was actually an influencer on Instagram, just kind of low key. And so during the kids nap time, I would help her with just little behind the scenes tasks like answering DMs or things like that. And it slowly grew to taking over her Pinterest, the TikTok, YouTube shorts, and kind of expanded. And from there, I was like, okay, I this comes so naturally to me. And I think that's kind of was a light bulb moment of, I think I could do this for other businesses. So I reached out to some local businesses. My packages were, oh, so cheap, like $300 a month for full management. And I was just loving it. Just getting experience was great. And then, yeah, that's kind of what started it. And then we, yeah, slowly expanded, did more businesses. And I realized I love doing this. And it really touched, I feel like, a creative side of my brain. I didn't quite get with speech pathology, but I still do practice speech pathology. But I think having these both, I help people, I feel like, have a voice, whether it's with speech path or brands that are trying to have a voice online. I feel like they do they do go together even though they're polar opposites. <laughs> yeah. No, I I love that. That's really interesting. I don't think I've heard someone coming from that background. I mean, social media managers come from all backgrounds, but that's the first time I've heard that specific one. And it's just so interesting. And I can see how it ties together what you already do, speech pathology, and then also helping businesses communicate. And it's a little more creative and like Yeah. I feel like you have fulfillment coming from all different directions. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And I think for those, because I know social media management, there's at that time period, you have to wait before you can quit your corporate job that we hear about, you know, everyone taking the leap. And I don't know, from my past experience, you can work that, you know, nine to five and pursue your dream. There is a way to find balance. Yes, it takes a lot of self-discipline and ambition and discipline, but it is possible and there's ways you can achieve that before you take the full leap and dive in, you know, test the waters first. Yeah. For someone who does want to balance that nine to five and building their social media management business, what would you tell them? Do you have any tips you could share? Yeah. Okay. So my first tip would be read the 12 week year. So what this does is, and I actually have it on my to-do list this week to do it again, but the kind of theory is at the beginning of the year, you make your new year's resolutions and a month later, it's not happening. You forget you went to the gym three times since you set those goals, you know, it's just not happening. So what it does is it condenses your goals to have only three max. So really brings it down, hones in on what you want to accomplish. And then it really gives you that deadline, that timeline of 12 weeks only. And it has a whole system on how to break it up and divide up your time. 
but time management would be number one if you're trying to juggle those things. And so with the 12 week year, that's what really helped me hone in on my goals, what I want to do in my business, but also have a fun one because you don't want to just be so, you know, involved in your work and both jobs where you're burnt out because that will happen. <laughs> so yeah. include a fun one. Like my goal for um, when I was first starting my business was to pursue different hobbies and find which one I liked. So I, I ended up just really gung-ho on tennis and I'm not good. So don't think I am, but that'll be another 12 week. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a hobby that you discovered. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, time management is huge and really knowing that end goal so you can reverse engineer. So being able to juggle your time and kind of know, okay, what I want is three clients. How are we going to get there and reverse engineer that goal? Perfect. I love that. I'll have my podcast manager find a link to that and stick in the show notes for people. (laughs) So if you're interested, look there. The link is there. Okay. So I really wanted to talk to you about storytelling and content. I know that's something you're really passionate about and a lot of social media managers kind of struggle with it. So before we really dive into the nitty gritty, like what does storytelling and content actually even mean? Great question. So whenever I was first kind of pursuing storytelling, knowing this is something important, I kind of had in my head for some reason, it needs to start with like once upon a time. Like I need to be actually having words that tell the story. So it was a rude awakening that it can actually be (laughs) like so many other things. You can do storytelling with just visuals. You can do storytelling with really simple words. And in fact, sometimes clarity and conciseness tells a better story. Mm -hmm. So when I was pursuing kind of what that looks like in content, the thing that I'm going to do another book recommendation, but I even have it with me. So it's Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. I have that one too. I love it. Yes. So if, (laughs) yeah, if someone hasn't read this, if you own a business or starting social media management, do content, anything creative, this is truly such a great roadmap. So to answer the question of what it looks like in content, it's bringing your viewer into a story. So it's kind of nixing the idea that your service or product is the best thing ever and everyone needs to hear about it because really you're not the hero of the story. And it's kind of surprising to think about whenever you're trying to get in the story mindset. But who is the hero? It is your audience member. They are the hero of the story. And what your role is as a brand is to guide them. So they are at point A, you are the guide and you are bringing them to that transformation end of the day. So that is what your content should do is bringing them from point A to point B, bridging that gap. Yes, your products and services should do that too. But by doing that in your content, you're kind of sharing that story of how they can, the possibilities. This can be inspirational content. It can be educational content. There's a lot of different ways to bridge that gap. But there was a statistic that said that more than three quarters of consumers, so it was like 76%, say that they would buy from a brand they feel connected to over a competitor. So storytelling is the ultimate way to attract, engage, and retain consumers by evoking an emotional response. And I think that one brand that does this so well, everyone knows it, Airbnb, and something that they did so well was incorporate Airbnb experiences. Have you ever done an Airbnb experience or tried one? No, but I have wanted to. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. I think so. It was, I think on our honeymoon, we were in Europe and we did a few Airbnb experiences. We did like cooking in someone's home with a chef and all that stuff. But so what Airbnb experiences are, they're activities hosted by locals, like expert surfers or, you know, culinary chefs. And so you can book them in a very unique way through Airbnb. And how this is so amazing from a marketing standpoint is that it is highly personalized, putting consumers at the heart of the brand. And it also really humanizes the brand because it puts these locals' names at the forefront. So you really feel like you are just joining in on this hidden gem whenever you travel. And so these local hosts are helping you wrap up in kind of Airbnb storytelling. And also the imagery is very emotive. So there's just so many reasons why I feel like this really helps with the authenticity of their brand and their storytelling. It's more than just Airbnb. That's not at all the story they're telling. It's here's these local hosts participated. This is a community, a culture we're creating together, which yeah, really makes them stand out. Yeah, I agree that. I mean, it's really great and very smart storytelling where it's like, oh, I want that experience too. And you'd like insert yourself, which is, you know, your audience inserting themselves as the hero, as the main person in the story. And they want to experience that themselves too. Yeah, definitely. Slide right in here and interrupt for just a moment to let you know that you are personally invited to join the Sugar Punch community for social media managers. Inside this community, social media managers like you come together to meet and support one another, get answers to burning questions, and build a thriving social media management business. It's 100% free, plus you'll get access to exclusive trainings and resources, be invited to special events, participate in fun challenges, get added to our social media manager directory, and more. Create your free account by going to community.sugarpunchmarketing.com. I'll link it in the show notes for you. See you inside. Now back to today's episode. There was another crazy statistic. And I mean, we see this every day on TikTok and all of this, but we're kind of sick of seeing influencers selling things to us. And that's why with like product placement, where now if you're a product-based company, something that's working really well is just giving away a lot of products and hoping that they're going to authentically show up in videos. So it was like 47% of consumers are tired of inauthenticity from influencers. And I'll have to get that source for you. But it was just a little bit shocking that everyone's kind of seen it. Like you kind of feel an ache whenever it's like another, another video of, I just really love snail music. It's amazing. You should really get it. You know, it's, you kind of pick up on it versus, oh my gosh. Okay. What jeans was she wearing? She didn't even mention it. I'm going to go to her link. I really want those jeans, you know? So that's kind of the angle we're going. And that is right on par with the storytelling. We're not just in your face selling, we're telling a story. I mean, people don't like being sold to. It feels a lot more like genuine and like real when you present it in that way versus a, hey, buy this product. It's so great because of these reasons. Like that type of marketing is over. People are past it. It doesn't work. They scroll past it. They swipe whatever. Like it's not catching their attention. Right. Yeah. It's it's overused. I think there totally is a time and place for promotional content, but we can do it in really creative ways versus yeah. like you were saying, buy this. It's awesome because you are putting yourself as the hero of the story then. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's even, and you might get into this of like types of ways to present yourself as helpful. Like here is the problem you have. Here is how someone used this product to solve that problem. Right. And it's not even, you know, it's positioning them as like, here's how we can be helpful versus we're the best. And here's why we're the best. Totally. And I've seen some really great posts. And honestly, any industry can do this where in your video, you present a problem. So something that everyone is kind of relating to, and that's kind of bringing them into the story. And then in the caption, you're listing out ways to solve this problem. Say there's five ways. You're not promoting your offer till the fifth way. So you are getting really helpful advice, value packed. This is savable. You're going to share this with a friend. But then that last one might be the easiest solution to all of your problems. And it's you're promoting it. So there's a way to mix those for sure. Yes, yes. And that's my favorite. And honestly, that is what makes me buy as a consumer. (laughs) It's like, okay, this brand feels like they really actually want to help people. And they have other options. And it's not like we're the only thing you can do. It's a here are other things you can do. But also, here's what we can do to help you. Yeah, exactly. And another great example of this, I feel like there's just so many (laughs) accounts that I'm even thinking of right now. So like one of them is I think most people are familiar with Tonic. So their Instagram, they build websites. And something really great they do is brings their consumers into a story as they redo a website with them. So they're not saying our, you know, well, maybe they are in some posts, our websites are the best, you know, whatever. But right. in these, <laughs> in these reels, you know, they're redoing a whole website for Barbie. That's obviously not a real client they have, but like how cool to see the transformation and the consumer can put themselves in Barbie's shoe and think I could have a dream website. This was so easy. I love the look. I'm in, sold, you know, without selling. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's entertaining to watch. Like they're not picking boring brands. It's brands that everyone recognizes, brands that everybody's interested in. Like that's the storytelling element too, is you don't necessarily have to invent the story yourself. You could hop on someone else's story if it's really well known. Right. Definitely. Love it. Okay. So if there was a social media manager, which, you know, they're listening and they want to create storytelling in their content, do you have any tips of kind of how to get started? Yes. So a really easy, great way, kind of like we described is figure out that pain point of your target audience. So if you're just getting started, just think about who your ideal audience member is. And this is going to take some homework, kind of write that down. Who's your dream client? Do you want to work with the wedding industry? Do you want to work with just any brand? Do you like female owned brands? So kind of think about them and then bring up a pain point that is relatable. You're going to be speaking directly to them in that. And then kind of like what we talked about, list really valuable free solutions for them and then plug your offer at the end. So that's one really easy way to bring them into a story. Another great way, an account I love is Socially Brie. She's my friend, love her in this space. And she does a really great job of your more traditional, maybe storytelling of captivating her audience with really relatable language and really great reads. So it's not your typical, you can't Google what she writes. It is, you know, you can really tell it is her philosophy on social media management. It's her philosophy on what she's seen in the online world. And that's bringing, drawing her audience in a relatable way. So that's another way. So we have kind of that longer storytelling format of a lot of words. If you're more into copywriting and stuff like that, that could be the best way to do it. 
If you're more into visuals, doing kind of peeks into behind the scenes of your life, take them through a journey, take them through a website before and after. That's storytelling about your offer and bringing them in and showing what's possible. I really like short, sometimes really, really short, but packs a punch verbiage. So like one post that I did recently, and we chatted about this, but it's literally one slide. It says, instead of creating viral content, the next slide is create curiosity. So, and we can chat about that later, but that is like so short and sweet, but it packs a punch, makes you wonder and go to the caption. So that's kind of storytelling as well. So there's a lot of different ways to do it, but you do need to think about who is your ideal audience? They are the hero of the story. How can they stay the hero of the story while you take them from point A to their transformation at point B? Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I think that's a great way to lead into that next topic of building curiosity. You're not worried about creating viral content. It's all about curiosity. And honestly, I think you just used it right now <laughs> talking about this topic. So let's let's go ahead. Let's bring that up. What does that mean? Yeah, absolutely. So whenever you think of social media strategy, you do need to think about the buyer's journey. So I'll kind of preface this before I explain the post, but there's kind of three core elements of the buyer's journey. And we're all kind of familiar with like a cold lead, a warm lead, a hot lead. So that's essentially the buyer's journey. There's, of course, nuances and the journey, it has ebbs and flows. But if we break it down to three core elements, it really is attract and peaking curiosity, nurturing, and then converting or promoting. So those are like the three pillars. So for this post, which says, instead of creating viral content, create curiosity, this is top of funnel that I'm talking about. So this is your awareness stage. This is your attract stage. No one is going to be able to see your content unless you have this stage built into your strategy. So for this, think of top of funnel as your visibility strategy. This is entertaining content. Those are the trends. Those are the reels. Those are the you know inspirational posts that pack a punch. Think of what is maybe the first impression to your brand. This is the content. So no, it's not going to be promoting something or selling something. This is going to be the value-packed stuff, the entertaining stuff. And if you have in your mind, this has to go viral, this has to be amazing, you're putting way too much pressure on this post. And honestly, some really good posts don't perform. And it's the ones that you did create in two minutes, or it's the ones that you didn't put as much thought into that skyrocket because it was your raw thoughts, or you know, you put it together and that's so much more relatable. So that would be the importance of creating content that piques curiosity and piques interest because that is top of funnel will lead them through and ultimately lead to a sale, but that's not your intention with this first post. Yeah. And actually, speaking of books, I am reading this one, uh, Using Behavioral Science and Marketing. Ooh. I'll have my podcast editor put that in. We're just giving you all the book recs in this episode. <laughs> I love it. But I was reading that there have been studies that prove that he- the human brain is wired like if we have a question that's unanswered, so curiosity, it is wired to find the answer. So it is wired to continue watching the video or swipe through the carousel or read the caption so that we can get that question answered. And so using that in a smart way as marketers is really a great way to not just get people involved in the story, but also get more engagement and like views and through plays on your content or your client's content, which, you know, increases performance overall. Right. 
Definitely. Oh, I need to. I'm going to write that book down. That's on my list. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> I love it. I haven't finished it, but I've highlighted so many things. So it's definitely going to be something I recommend to people yeah, for sure. Love that. <laughs> okay. Last one before we wrap it up. So can you talk a little bit about the difference between sharing good tips versus actually making sales? And I think that kind of ties into the funnel piece we were talking about too. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So I think there's for sure a time and a place for tips. I think tips are important. I think what makes it a real game changer is when we frame those differently. So another great creator, I love Maya Nichols. She was recently kind of comparing a more straightforward hook and hooks are so important. That's kind of the first thing that catches someone's eye, more straightforward, like five tips to XYZ versus more storytelling, which is I tried this with my account. Here's what happened. It's like, oh, okay. So she actually tried this out. And I think the big difference is tips are Googleable. Tips are everywhere. You can definitely find tips. And while I think sharing tips are great, I continue to share tips in my account. Maybe it's not in your typical, here is a tip, you know, but we share it's educational content. But what really is going to make sales is bringing them into that story, like we were talking about. So like I would say a key takeaway is draw people into your story, use a good hook, a good solid hook. And I think these shouldn't be clickbait. You know, they can be very authentic and just provide the answer. Don't make promises in your hook you won't intend to keep. Then start with the problem. So I was dealing maybe with this with my account and here's what I did to change it and give actionable solutions to build your credibility. So by doing this, you really are establishing yourself as the expert, building that credibility and are more likely to get, if you're service-based, that kind of respect and interest in your services. If you're proving in your content, you're able to showcase your skill set or showcase um, your knowledge on that topic. Yeah. It's like, it's that personal experience element, which is also storytelling. (laughs) It's not just tips, but it's like, here's how they have affected me or here's how I've done it for a client. Like that's a very much more entertaining way to present your skill set too to people where they're actually going to read it versus, oh, it's another tips post. Right. Yeah. And I think I did a post on that actually, now that I'm thinking about it of like, yes, you know, you can share those tips, but your experience, like you're saying, that's the game changer. That's what makes you stand out. That's your UVP, unique value proposition, like share that because that's another way you can stand out is no one has the exact same experience as you. And someone may relate to you more than someone else because they went on a similar journey, you know, with you have a similar background to you. Like you're saying, social media managers, we have an insane range of backgrounds from, you know, just everything. So yeah, leaning into that and showcasing that as, you know, something that is great for you. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh my gosh. Okay. There was so much in this episode. I'm sure people were taking notes. (laughs) Where can people find you so that they can hear more of these amazing things? Yes. On Instagram, it's impact media house and can't wait to see you there. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll link it in the show notes. Of course, makes it easy to just click on over. Tell Carolyn, hi, say you listened to this episode and you loved it. Of course. Now that everyone knows where to find you, Last like rapid fire question. What would you say to someone who's just starting out? Like, what do you wish you would have known? Ooh, I wish I would say like that self-education piece was so huge. 
and then talking to other social media managers. I think that self-education piece, you can do so much. You can read so many books, get so many amazing free resources, truly. But that piece that also is essential is talking to other social media managers, finding community there. I did hire a coach later on in my journey. And that was really pivotal for me to kind of understand what pricing is normal. How should I, you know, what systems do you have in place? And just comparing. But those, I would say, are two key key components that led to where I am today. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Sorry for putting you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on here. This was so, so great. And I will chat with you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. She's so great. Definitely go check her out. Everything is linked in the show notes for you. Like I said, and we actually had an episode with socially Brie as well. So I'll link that as well. If you want to check that out, Caroline chatted her out. And if you have any friends who are social media managers and they're looking for some help, they are looking for some resources, some community, share the link to this episode with them and help them out. And if you're not already following this podcast, make sure you hit the follow button or the plus button in Apple Podcasts. You can get brand new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Learn more about my digital template shop, online courses, and mentorship program by going to my website at sugarpunchmarketing.com. And while you're there, make sure you join my safe, supportive community created exclusively for social media managers. It's 100% free to join and packed with really amazing resources, trainings, and people. See you next time.